Welcome to the Smut Hive. This is your trusty spoiler alert. This is our deep dive into our favorite romance books. We'll be spoiling all the good stuff. If you don't want to know yet, come back after you finish the book. And because we care, here's a little warning. We're going to be talking about sensitive topics that might be upsetting to some. Explicit language, sexual situations, such as questionable consent, abuse, and assault. Just a blanket statement of all the triggers. Welcome to episode four. Uh, We are, this week, going to be reviewing the Protectors series. This is a supernatural romance. Uh, Lots of very sexy vampire business happening in this series. Um, It is by Teresa Gableman. This series, um, I do want duly noted, is one of Jillian's favorites. It is. Yeah. So I'm going to let her just take it away so we can get started. Absolutely. So the Protector series itself, like there, this is still an ongoing series. Um, There are, I don't know, I've lost count of how many books are in this series. So we're definitely not going to be able to touch on everyone. So we thought we'd kind of explain the overview of the series and kind of the world that this off author created um, for these vampires and, you know, kind of the other supernatural characters that are involved. Um, But as Morgan said, it is absolutely one of my favorite, Mm -hmm. favorite vampire series. They are, it's very believable. Like it's actually written in kind of today's world where in the lines of true blood, the vampires are out of the closet, so to speak. And so humans are learning to live with vampires, but also kind of quirky. It's set in Cincinnati, Ohio, like why it's kind of picked in this area, but it's, they really do kind of um, touch on the, the geography, so to speak of, you know, the area that they're in, which I'm kind of familiar with. So it was kind of, you know, a little reminiscent of, you know, kid trips and stuff like that, but it's a weird city to pick out. It, it is. It must be like, I've not really gotten too much into stalking this particular author, but yeah. I'm assuming she must be kind of from yeah. that area and is writing from her yeah. area, but you know, out of all the places for it to take place. But I mean, essentially what it is, is you have, you know, vampires are out in the world and everyone's learning how to live with humans and they're trying to work out like the rules and the legality of the situation. So you have this like vampire council, of course, and they have their own um, type of, you know, police or military or whoever, but they essentially call themselves um, the warriors and they work directly with the human law enforcement, you know, social uh, agencies and stuff like that to try to, you know, see where there needs to be help to protect the humans. Um, so it's a it's a it's a journey. There's so many books. There's so many, you know, different supernatural characters that get invited into the mix. But we start out primarily with vampires, which mm-hmm. is very interesting how she writes the characters and how she kind of starts it all out. But um, you know, again, there's so many books in this series, but I do like to point out that the the stories themselves are, um, they're not necessarily standalone. There are a different warrior, so mm-hmm. to speak, who finds their, you know, mate um, for each of the books, but there are quite a few of them, but they're short reads. They're not, you know, 200 pages or so. It's all Kindle Unlimited. So, you know, it's really easy to kind of, you know, tear through these fairly quickly. Yeah. And we did. We've, we've, both tore through these really quick. Oh yeah, real fast. I think I read nine in like a 
a week. That makes me sound yeah. like I don't do anything else. Well, I do. I swear. I just couldn't put them down. Um, they were so good. Yeah. And the covers, like I try not to spend too much time on the covers, but you know, when we're searching for books to read and you're looking through Ken your Kindle mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever your book services that you're choosing to use, like, you know, the, the cover sticks out for you. Well, yeah. And all of these are, you know, the heads are cut off, which I love yeah. because everybody kind of has their own vision of like the man in the story. And yeah. all of these book covers are just, you know, chess, just yeah. the most amazing ripped abs adonis v you know kind of chest but the heads are all yeah. cut off and they're like black and white right no there's some different there color some ones color? yeah not a lot of color though yeah it doesn't no, distract pretty much from all the body you get, all you get is like the change of pants yes yeah. you know yeah, like, yeah. That's it. somebody yeah. might be wearing jeans right someone might be wearing you know like i don't know dress slacks but i prefer if they were wearing nothing yeah that's yeah. me but that you know they're not gonna have that on the right. amazon so unfortunately sorry. yeah sorry about that um the audiobooks to these as well are pretty good. Like I'm a big audio book person, Morgan, not so much. Mm -hmm. So I do um, personally own a lot of these and have listened to them and the audio doesn't creep me out. Sometimes that's a turnoff if your yeah. authors are just, you know, they're trying to present characters where you're in, in, in sexual situations and stuff and it's just not hot. So <laughs> these were hot and, and I like them a lot, but so you know, kind of going back to just trying to set up this world um, so that you can kind of understand the vampires are a little bit different as far as like they can go out in the sunlight. There's not like this big whole garlic type of conspiracy right. or anything like that. And as far as blood goes, yes, they do drink it, but they can only drink it from other vampires. Um, so they're not out snacking on humans. They right. don't really get a benefit from that. So um, you know, there's that and they, um, do eat regular food. And one of the warriors actually is kind of like the, his whole mm -hmm. deal about how funny he is, is that he is like the cook, yeah. but he's also like a badass, but he cooks for everyone, you know, and yeah. he, he's very particular about his food and he like watches Rachel Ray. Like, I mean, this author puts yeah. in a lot of, you know, pop culture and very common references. And so you can very much relate yeah. to these people. He's also very funny and also one of my favorites. Which we'll get to later. Yes. But, yes. Yes. Um, these vampires also don't really sleep. Um, they do have gold eyes all the time. That's kind of how you can tell somebody is a vampire in this world. And when they do happen to cry, they cry blood. That's pretty much it. I mean, like, they can be killed, you know, by chopping off their head just about like anybody else. But, I mean, these are warriors. Yeah. So, and that's what they deem themselves, like, back from even you know, like the Coliseum type fighting, mm -hmm. you know, days and stuff like that. So um, anyway, with any type of, you know, situation where you've got like vampire councils have to step in and make sure that the humans are treating the vampires right, but they also have to protect the humans and make sure that the vampires are acting the way that they're supposed to. Yeah. And unfortunately, kind of what you get in this book is that the big deal is vampire blood. So the younger the vampire, the better. So you start to see where some vampire, you know, kids are taken off the street, turned into vampires, and then their blood is used and sold like a drug to humans. Mm -hmm. So book one opens up where you have a human social worker who actually the kids that she, you know, fosters over and make sure that they're in correct places, um, they're vampire kids. 
So these, there's a couple of these, you know, vampire warrior council people that kind of step into the local social services and make sure that everyone is protected and doing things that they need to do. So that's how we're introduced Mm -hmm. to the vampires. And the first book um, is based on Damon and he's just kind of like the muscle. He's the muscle of the entire council and he sets his sights almost instantly on Nicole, who is our heroine. And she's also our human social worker. He's a real asshole. He, he's an alpha asshole. Yeah. And normally for me, the alpha asshole like can be sexy. Like it's a package deal, but Mm -hmm. I feel like there were times that it wasn't sexy. He was just an asshole. So he wasn't in my top two. No. And he's not in my top two either. Like, of course, Morgan and I have not only, you know, we will get to our scores as far as how we're going to rate yeah. our series and the books and stuff, but we all have our favorites and we share some of the favorites. Mm-hmm. Damon is not one that no. we share, um, but I think he's an, he is an asshole. And I think that he's a hot asshole, like a hundred percent of the time. I don't have a problem yeah. with any part of his yeah. assholelessness. No, all. he just is one. Yeah. Yeah. But these books are set up to where, you know, you're introduced to a new vampire warrior and then you're introduced to a new mate or a potential mate. And in this world, like they know when they found their mate, they essentially can't read their thoughts. They can't, you know, they, they have this attraction, Mm -hmm. like they just know when they found their mates. Right. And, um, so, you know, you get mates throughout the books, you get all of these different characters that keep getting added into the series in this family that starts out very small by, you know, the 12th, 13th book is, is very large. And so you do, this is a series that you can't really read, you know, one guy at a time. Like you really do need to follow the timeline of it. Um, the author has even kind of circled back after, I don't know, seven or eight of these books and has kind of gone back and done what she's called the mate series. Mm-hmm. And now you're revisiting the couples through the point of view of their mates, of right. the women. Um, there's a leader, of course, you know, there always has to be somebody in charge. So there is a vampire leader, of course. And this is someone that actually Morgan and I do agree on. And mm. his name is Sloan. Mm. Mm. hot as fuck i mean i wish that i could roll into any business and he'd just be my boss i mean like seriously i would get no work done though he keeps all these assholes in line and every single one of these vampires like they know that they're warriors and they're badasses but they're all so funny yeah they all treat each other like brothers everyone's like a big family and so it's just always funny and the author does something that she does really well besides creating this great world that you can kind of see yourself in but she creates all these great characters. There's just every book yeah. has a new character or a new set of characters that come in and they just fit. Yeah. They just fit in the family and the banter and the funny and the jokes and the camaraderie between everyone. It just really keeps yeah. you going. I never got confused. I feel like sometimes when you're reading a longer series and you keep adding all these characters in, you tend to get confused. Like, who's that now? Or like, who's this person with? And who are they fucking or whatever it is. But I was never confused. I always knew that this vampire went with this mate, this woman, uh, but they were part of this huge family. And it was very clear, concise, very well put together. The plot was awesome. Um, Yeah. You know, speaking of the plot, we really need to do our scores. Oh, yeah. We never even did those. So if you were to think about like just the overall, like mm-hmm. we'll go into individual, but if you were to rate this series as an overall, like up to 10, how many dicks would you give it? A nine. 
a nine. Yeah. Uh, same. Yeah. Same. And only a nine because it's still going. Like, yeah. It's, it's still long. going. So yeah. I know that more stuff is going to yeah. happen because it's not just vampires. Like you get witches, you yeah. get like seers, you get demons, you get um, shifters. Like, I mean, you just keep getting these characters added and the supernatural world just kind of gets bigger yeah. and bigger. Um, but the main goal of these vampire warriors is to not just protect their families, but, you know, protect humans. Yeah. And they really are the good guys, yeah. but they are bad enough badasses mm -hmm. that and, you're glad yeah. that they're on your and side. Sexy. Oh, so sexy. Sexy. Yeah. And she's great at these, this writing, too. Oh, because yeah. Because every character is different, but still is alpha. Yeah. Still is sexy. Yep. Still is controlling, but yep. in a hot controlling yep. way. And they all have like their own little thing that like makes them stick out. Yeah. Yeah. Such good like characterization for sure. Yeah. So story. Yes. What would you give the story? Oh, I mean, I'm going to be honest, guys. I think I stopped at like book. I don't know. Somewhere between nine and 12. I'm not even sure. So I haven't even gotten as far along as Jillian has, but always something exciting, always something happening. I was never bored. I'm probably going to say a 10. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Plot. 10. Yeah. 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 Guys. I liked more than I disliked. So I'll say a nine. Girls. I wasn't annoyed much. I, this is episode four, so I feel like you guys should know by now. I'm usually annoyed by the girl, but there wasn't really any girl that stuck out to me where I was annoyed or like, oh, I can't, I can't continue with this girl. Like, I need to be done with her. So, um, but again, I liked some more than I liked others. So I'll probably say an eight. I think I'll do an eight. All right, in the sex. The sex isn't like Den of Vipers. It isn't like aggressively dirty, nasty sex. It's, I feel like more something that I relate to in real life. You know, like I'm not getting like stabbed and shit. So, I mean, I'm probably going to say like a nine. Like I was hot after I read it. So I'll say a nine because I really did like it. It was written well and you could like picture it. I like to be able to picture it and not be confused. Like in one scene, like they're up against the wall and like two seconds later, they're somewhere else. And you're like, uh, no, that's not what's happening. So it was written so well. So I'm going to say a nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to give overall, I'm going to give the story a 10 because, or give, you know, overall everything is a 10 because it's still going and it's still great. And I still like, we'll know when the next book drops and I'll be that person that reads it that day. Mm -hmm. And because they're shorter, you can get through yeah. it in a day. So I, I, it's still going and I really like it. Um, I'm going to give like the story, the plot situation. I'm going to go with a nine and only because I know it's still going and I know I have absolutely no direction or no idea what direction it's going in. Um, and I like that. So it's, it's still ongoing. Um, as far as the, um, the man or the men, um, I can't like, like Morgan said, there's not, there's maybe one or two that I'm just like, oh, I'm glad you got your book and I'm glad you got your somewhat yeah. kind of happy ending. However, you're not my favorite, mm -hmm. but there were more that I'm like, oh, if I have to sit down and pick who my favorite is like, that's a top five list, not yeah. like a top two list, you know? Yeah. 
Um, so the men for me are definitely a 10. The girls, I'm going to give a nine. Again, they did not annoy me. There was no, you know, dis horrible decisions that were made that you're like, why are you being such an idiot right now? And mm -hmm. you weren't screaming at the chick to do something, you know, or something that she did that really yeah. super annoyed you. So I'm going to give the girls a nine. Um, and, you know, again, the, the sex, it is not explicit sex. Mm -hmm. It's not written out every which way. And it's not every three pages that these people, you know, but you do have an author that can write chemistry mm -hmm. and the chemistry that she wrote between these like destined soul mated characters was enough for you to know that when they did come together and have naked time, mm -hmm. that it was great naked time yeah. that they had. Yeah. Um, and it was very sexy. Yeah. It was very sexy without it being so like everything, you know, detailed and written out. So, and, yeah. and again, these people are trying to save the world. You can't stop and fuck every three pages. Right. When you're trying to save the world. Right. So, you know, it's not realistic. It's not realistic. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, great, great series and a great yeah. kind of first supernatural type mm -hmm. series for us to kind of bring yeah. to you guys or bring to the attention of you guys. Yeah. It was my first supernatural series and I really liked it. And I, like I said, was reading, I stopped at some point cause I was like, I need a vampire break. Cause I was just getting so, you know, worked up about this vampire series. So, but yeah, it was, and still is like one of my favorites, but I, um, the author did a phenomenal job writing um, the series for sure. Yeah. She does a really good job. And I'm really glad that we've had a chance to, you know, that series like this happened. Yeah. There are so many, you know, great, um, you know, supernatural or vampire type series that are out there. A lot of them tend to be really long series. Like I know Morgan and I have talked about um, like the Black Dagger Brotherhood. I've been desperately wanting her to read that. But it's like I would be asking my friend to commit like the next year of her life <laughs> to try to get through that that series because it's so long and there's so many twists and turns and you can't skip a book. And, you know, so when you do pick a series to kind of get into like this, like you're making an investment and the fact yeah. that the author put them all on Kindle Unlimited <clears throat> and yeah. packed a whole lot of information into, you know, a more reasonable, you know, uh -huh. uh, amount of pages yeah. to read or whatever, just kind of gets you in the mood to where you can get through yeah. these, you know, fairly quick. So I definitely suggest that, you know, you take a, a perusal there and, mm -hmm. and definitely pick them up because, they are so good and you'll, you know, you're instantly going to be able to recognize them from the hot abs that are yes. just on every fucking cover. Yep. Like seriously great covers. Yes. Yeah. But within, you know, again, so many, so many different books, so many different characters, but we did need to narrow some down. And so I'm going to share with you guys like my top two favorite and why they're my mm -hmm. top two favorite. So my first one is Slade Buchanan and Slade is actually the doctor. So you're thinking vampire, you don't really need a doctor, but you need to kind of picture the world that this author has created because she's, you know, they're kind of all living together and like they've made a compound like where they train and they're actually taking on like new vampires to go through the warrior training program and so that there are more, you know, protectors out there for humans kind of reigning in the bad, you know, seeds or, or whatever. So it's constantly, they're constantly fighting some kind of battles, but they're also constantly like training new people and, you know, trying to make sure that the vampire world is strong as far as protecting humans. So you do have a doctor. Yeah. Because they do get hurt. 
Yeah, they do break a bone. You might need to reset it. It'll heal eventually. They don't heal, like, immediately. Right. I mean, there could be an explosion. They've got to dig some shrapnel out of you. You'll heal eventually, but you don't want to heal with that stuff in you. That's right. But but everyone is obsessed with the doctor because he Mm. is just kind of called, you know, Hottie McDoctor or, you know, Hottie McVampire, I think, is actually what they named him. Um, And he's just a badass. He rides a bike. He's from Mm. California. He came to Ohio because the leader of the Warriors, Sloan, um, you know, kind of called him up and was like, hey, we need a doc on site. We need to add more Warriors. We need your training skills. Like, come. And I mean, it's not in any way the fact that his mate that he ends up with, her name actually happens to be Jillian, <laughs> which was like, oh, my God, I love this. Mm-hmm. Except I really don't care much for Jillian. I didn't She's either. She's the complete polar opposite of me. Yeah. Um, but you know, I like to see my name in print because mm-hmm. why, who doesn't? <laughs> um, and the yeah, Slade McCotty, McDoctor vampire is just, I mean, he's just a badass. He's so serious, but like sexy alpha serious. He's like breaking, you know, resetting your broken elbow mm-hmm. or whatever. And he's like kind of cracking a joke, but you don't think he's joking. Cause he's always serious. And that's when he like snaps it back in on you. I don't know. I mean, it's just sexiness oozed on the page when I it read is. this man. It is. It is. And one of your favorites too. Yeah, he is one of my favorites. I I let Jill have him for this discussion. Mm-hmm. I I took I took Sloan. I'm still gonna fight you. With Sloan. I know, <laughs> but uh, so he, as Jillian said earlier, he is like the leader. Um, he is bossy and hot and aggressive and runs the show. People give him lip, but he's also like, give me lip again and I'll kill you. Yeah. Um, he's just hot. He's so hot. Yeah. Dominant. Yeah. Dominant boss. Always telling someone to shut the fuck up. Always. That's his key phrase. Yes. But he loves what he does. He is respectful, um, to all the other vampires and their mates and their mates and treats them like family. I just got a really like sexy vibe from him and he can be my boss. I'll be his assistant. Mm-hmm. He does get an assistant in his book who ends up becoming his mate. Um, and the whole time I just wanted it to be me. Yeah. So Sloan is my favorite. And he's like that sexy, like he doesn't have to be a warrior because no. he's the boss, but mm-hmm. you know that he could kick an ass. Oh yeah. Lots of ass. Yeah. And then, like, get some ass yeah. because he's like, hold on, let me unbutton my suit mm. tie because I've been in meetings all right. day and now I'm going to whoop your ass real quick and then I'm going to take my chick. You right. Know? Like, he's just so fucking hot. I feel like he'd be, like, smooth and charming in real life. Like, when he's not working. Yes. When he's working, it's complete, like, work. Focus on yeah. work and, like, you assholes get out of my right. office and go do your patrols right. or like go he train. doesn't fuck about. He does not fuck about. Yeah. He gets shit done. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so hot. So yeah. technically my top two favorites are Slade and Sloan. Yeah. But Morgan was all sad about, I took <laughs> Slade already. And I was like, um, his wife is my name. I win. True. And she was like, fine, Sloan. And yeah. Sloan ends up with somebody named Becky. So yeah. neither one of us can no. really, you know, fight with that one or whatever. So Becky, Becky. I mean, I like Becky. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Becky's cute. Um, so I guess if I'm going to have to pick another one and it can't be Sloan, um, then I'm going to go ahead and go with Jax. And Jax 
is our Native American warrior slash shifter. So he can like change into other people and animals, which is kind of groovy, but he doesn't do it often. He has a great story um, as far as like, he's just your normal average as far as like, I can't commit. I don't love, I fuck them, I leave them. I don't know their name, but he is absolutely smitten with the sister of one of the mates that have entered the series. And this girl's name is Caroline and she's a twin and she is a seer. So dead people talk to her and she's a school teacher. Mm -hmm. So she's just as cute as cute can get. Mm -hmm. She's innocent. She's good. She takes no mess. No. Um, but, and she's infatuated with him as well. And he knows, like instantly knows, like she's my mate, but I've got all this baggage, all these, you know, this backstory with my evil brother mm -hmm. and all this bad stuff is happening right now. And I can't like bring this innocent chicken to the fold. And she's just always saying like, well, then fuck you, Jax Wheeler, yeah. like all the time. But yeah. she's still really cute about it. And he finds ways to like grovel back at her. But he's I mean, it, with him, it's just he's interesting. He has yeah. an interesting story. He's a complete badass, but like, you know, a different round, a different way about explaining his history and his the way he likes to do things and then trying to, you know, dominate this school teacher when he finally gives in. Mm -hmm. And it, it was a great book. And I liked it. Yeah. So my second guy, you know, what? actually, I'm gonna leave you in suspense for a minute. We're gonna take a short break. Um, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about my favorite number two. Um, and then I'm going to touch on one thing that I didn't love about this series. And it's just a small thing, but it is something I want to point out. Yeah. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. Okay. So Sid. That's your second That's my favorite. second favorite. And honestly, it's just because... A, he cooks and he's good at it. Yeah. B, he's super funny. He's like one of the funniest, I think, in the whole series. Sarcastically funny. Sarcastically funny. Um, and he's hot. Yeah. And he treats his mate really well. He does. He just was, I feel like, an all-around sexy man. Yeah, and I think she describes him in the book as like looking like Brad Pitt. Yeah. And his name is Sid Sinclair. Yeah. And just sarcastic, smart ass, yeah. funny, sexy. And the ladies love him. Yes. So he was like, what was the nurse called him? Sid Licious. Yeah. And they teased oh. him about it forever. And he like has this rule because he's the cook. That yeah. you can't do any hanky panky, naughty, funny business in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Yeah. And so Sid, I think, is like the third or fourth book. So there are mates that have, you know, now yes. moved into the compound and like are always, you know, going at it in the kitchen. And he was just like, that's it. I'm writing Sid's like kitchen law. Yes. Like you can't do any of that madness in mm -hmm. here. And then, of course, the second he gets a chick that he is instantly attracted to, like he wants to just go at it in right. the kitchen. And it, he's just so funny, guys. He's just an all around, like the perfect man but yeah. he's a vampire yeah and he can kill people with his hands but i mean i don't who cares about that i don't find that to be an issue no me either i mean me either yeah. so he's my number two yeah. and there are others that i do like but those are my top two for sure sloan and sid so many yeah so many i mean towards like kind of where we are in real time now with the books that have been recently released she's gotten into like demon hunters mm -hmm. 
And there, I think one of the last ones is Charger. And he's just kind of like the leader of the demon hunters who now need to be enfolded into the vampire warriors because it's more than just vampires yeah. now. Um, and he's just kind of a badass. So he definitely deserves an honorable mention because the idea of how this man wears leather pants mm. fucking fascinates me. Mm, okay. Fucking fascinating. Mm. Yeah. So way to go, Teresa Gableman. Right. Like, I really appreciate everything that you've done to this series. And I think that she's an indie author, to be honest with you. I don't think that there's a whole lot of promotion that's out there. Um, but these, you know, don't look these over guys again. Yeah. It's just, it's so worth it. Go down that rabbit hole, give yourself a couple of days yes. to just wrap up in this world. And, and I know that you're not going to regret it. Yep. The one thing that I had issue with, and honestly, it was just at first it, I got used to it as the stories went on, but you have this vampire that meets a woman and he knows that she is his mate. Whether it be he can't read her mind or he can feel it or there's a feeling or whatever it may be. Now, the women don't know this. So then they're like, you're my mate. You're mine forever. You get no say. You get no say. You can't say no. That's it. So some of the women are like, hold up. Wait a minute. What is this about? And it's at first kind of a push and pull because the vampire knows like, this is it. This is my mate. I have to protect them. I'm going to love them. So on and so forth. But the women are like, well, I don't know you. Uh, I mean, you're hot, but like, I don't know you. Let's not go so fast. And they're like, but we're soulmates. So there's a lot of push and pull for me and for me, it was like the women didn't have a choice. They kind of got like pushed into a relationship and don't get me wrong. They fell in love. They're all in love. So on and so forth. But at first, the no choice thing just hit a nerve just a little bit. So that was my only thing that I didn't love at first. I got used to it after a while. And I was like, bitch, he's hot. Take it why not? But at first I couldn't, I just was like, Oh, these girls don't have any choice. Like they just, now they just have a vampire boyfriend and they don't know shit about them other than they're hot. And that's just kind of putting it to like the 500th degree. Like right, I know these men did not like see a chick, know that that's your mate clump her on the head right. and like drag her by her hair. Like yeah. that's not what we're talking about. No. by No choice. No. And a lot of these, the guys want to have their mate, but at the same time, like the idea of having a mate, like, and having to protect them. And if anything happens to their mate, they know they're going to die too. Like that freaks them out. Yeah, so they're, them. they, the push and pull comes where a lot of them are like, yeah, listen, we can hang out and I'll fuck you, but I can't mate you. And it's a process. Like yeah. it's a blood process. It's, there's some yeah. sex involved and you know, it's, that's typical vampire yeah. stuff. But it's, so, I mean, like they can totally, you know hump like bunnies yeah. without actually, you know, exchanging yeah. blood and being mated. So they all have a choice. Oh, they have a choice. But at first it's just very like in your face, like we're going to be together. This is it. I mean, we can fuck around for a bit, but eventually this is your life now. Yeah. But it's a great life. I mean, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. But I don't get what you're complaining about. I know. It's just my <laughs> feminist thing for like just uh, a small second. 
But like I said, I got used to it after a while, and then yeah. I just didn't care. No. No, you didn't care. I think it took maybe to the third book, and I was like, okay. Yeah. And I'll, the whole time, I'm just like, go with it. Yeah. Just, I don't know what your problem is. Mm-hmm. Be quiet. Enjoy yep. it. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. It's a great series, mm-hmm. and we liked it. And so I was right. Jillian is right. You were right. I know. It's great. Hey, so, you know, kind of wrapping up with the Protector series, I think that we've kind of, you know, we can't go into the books in depth like we would like to, but I think we've given you enough to know, like, what to expect and how to get your your mitts on it and to definitely do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of wanted to talk a little bit about something that's not the Protector book related. And Morgan, you're going to love this. Morgan has been trying to get me to sit down and watch Netflix and watch Sex Life for like a month. Mm -hmm. So it comes out and first day, Morgan has got it done and over and I need to call you and talk to you about it. And I'm like, ugh, I just don't have time for this in my life right now. I do not care about this show. I finally sat down and watched it and I literally called her every 10 minutes to discuss everything that I was currently disgusted about. Come on. If you have watched Sex Life on Netflix, you are going to know exactly what it is that I'm talking about. When I say nipples, if you've seen this show, you have seen this woman's boobs so much that you know she has weird fucking nipples. They have to be fake. They gotta be. They gotta fake. be like stick on. Something about these nipples are weird, and it just distracts mm-hmm. you completely. All of your attention is now focused every time that she's topless, which is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I couldn't get past it. It yeah. was just so much nipple, so much nipple, and they're so weird. And I was like Morgan, and she was like, <laughs> "Are you really calling me about this girl's nipples? Like that's what you got from this sh- the first episode?" I'm like, "I'm just saying." So <clears throat> the second thing I want to hit on on this show is fake dick. Episode three. <laughs> what? What's the time? 19 minutes 40 seconds or something like that yeah yeah that's okay so you you're gonna see this on facebook and tiktok and whatever people have actually plugged the exact moment that you see full frontal on one of the main guys on the show i did that by the way for jill yes yes Yes. oh and we paused it like twice just to make sure paused it to get a close up yes to see if this thing was fake it's fake it's fake i'm telling you it's fake there is a vein, yeah, w- aka a line yeah. where your fake dick is glued on. Yeah, that there should not be a vein no. in that area in a normal penis. It's a lie. So, and I feel as though if this actor really did, who looks the way that he looks and talks the way that he talks, Australian y'all, yeah, talks the way that he talks and has a dick like this, I would have already known who he was because he would have already been important. Right, already been important. Definitely. Yes, I yeah. would have paid to watch this oh. man fuck if that dick oh. was real. Yes. But it's not real. It's not real. And the show has never said no. if it's real or if it's not real. They've done tons of interviews. They're yeah. together in real life. Yes. Um, and they they've done interviews with him and her, and they never say, listen, is that I dick would, real? I would assume for a man that if your dick is that big. You would announce it to the world. Yeah, I mean, interview, you're just going to pull your pants down and, like, plop right. it on the table. Like, is that real? It, yes, yeah. it is. Here it is. Right. Yeah. I the fact that they didn't, I feel like, means that it's fake. But it yeah. is fake because we did pause it on the dick and it's yeah, fake. Yeah, it's fake. I know it's yeah. fake. So, 
those are the two things mm-hmm. about this show that I had to talk to her about immediately. Mm-hmm. Now actually getting into what this show is, this show will make you scream at your television. You will hate all of these characters at some point during watching however many episodes it is. I watched it all. But you will hate all of these people throughout. These are not people that make good choices. These are bad life choices that yeah, are being not made. Great. Not great. They're not great. Mm-hmm. Now, the actors and actresses, they did a great job. Yeah. I like, I never read the books. I feel like I want to read the books. Um, I feel like everything about the show lives up to the hype that it's getting because it does make you sit back and think. Yeah. But I struggled. Oh man, did I yeah. struggle because I really hated the main character and I thought yeah. she was a horrible mother. <laughs> yeah. It's very like, uh, if you are a mom, sometimes after you have kids and you, that's well, all your time is, you know, two. Yeah. Sometimes you forget maybe who you are as an individual outside of being a mom. And I've tried as a mom myself really hard to try and maintain who I am as an individual and not only be a mom. Mm -hmm. It is my children are the light of my life and they make my world go round, but they are not just who you are, who I am. Um, And so I understood where she was coming from as far as You're living this life you've always dreamed of and you have all of these amazing things, but who am I? Like, where did old me go? And not that old me is like who you want to be again, but you've kind of like lost who you are in the process of becoming this other person. So when I heard about the show and I heard like the concept of it, I thought, I feel like I could relate to this. And don't get me wrong. I'm happy and I love my life, but I understand like where she was coming from. So I was like super stoked to watch it. And that's kind of like why I fucking binged it. Bill came up at like 2 a.m. and was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm (laughs) watching this. Uh, But I didn't love her decisions. I didn't agree with the decisions. And not to say you can't fantasize about things because really like in dark romance, that's what you're doing, right? Like. When we read a book, it, like, takes us into a fantasy world. So I get it. But to, like, pull that into, like, real life and have it affect something like your marriage and spacing out while you're, like, with your kids, that was, like, the downside for me. And I think that was your issue as well. Like, her mom and marriage and... yeah. Well, and for me too, like I, you know, again, I understand how life gets busy when you're, you know, raising children and with your partner and you lose track of your partner. And, you know, like I get all of that. And that's where you are. You open up in this series and you have this woman and she's got two kids, one being fairly, fairly new Mm -hmm. and a husband. But listen, she also has a fucking charmed life. She's a stay at home mom. Husband makes bank lives in the burbs, has, you know, everything she needs, the big house, part of the school and all the moms in the neighborhood. Like she has this core life, but instead of trying to reconnect to her husband or, or speaking to her husband Mm -hmm. for that matter, I mean, like they don't communicate whatsoever, No. but instead of sitting her husband down going, where did our amazing sex go? 
she decided as in the middle of the night, as she was going to be breastfeeding her baby, that she was going to nipples on her <laughs> just horrific looking nipples that we had to witness <sighs> every 35 fucking seconds. But anywho, she would write, decided to write in her laptop and like create a journal about the sex that she used to have with her ex-boyfriend who she made it appear as though was the love of her life. So she's kind of making us, the audience feel like she's married and miserable and settled for what she thought was going to bring her happiness. And all she wants to do is reconnect with her ex and have this great sex. Well, her husband finds her journal and instead of again, talking to her about it, he decides to give her all the kinds of sex that she wrote about that she had with the ex. And it just like wackiness ensues. Mm -hmm. Like it just never goes right for this guy. No, no. And it's a lot of awkward Mm -hmm. moments, but at the end of the day, um, you know, like she contacts the ex-boyfriend, like the ex-boyfriend kind of comes back. And so then it just makes everything worse. And Mm -hmm. she borderline cheats through, you know, the majority of it. So their marriage is like in devastation right now. Like they don't trust each other. They both have now done some things, but the only thing that they have not ever done is to actually sit down and have a conversation with each other at all. And that bugged the absolute Mm -hmm. piss out of me. Like I'm just screaming at the TV. Like what is wrong with you people? You have little kids, like work your shit out or don't. Right. But make up your fucking minds. Cause there's little people that you're just leaving with nannies. Right spacing out on their playing in the backyard whatever babies rolling around on the grass and you're thinking about when this guy rammed you in the back of an art studio like seriously bitch yeah with your funky nipples the communication was i don't even know how they got that far yeah with that you never felt like they were ever in love no they were in like lust like in lust and i feel like in this their own fantasy world of like this person will fit perfectly in like my future world that I want for myself. But I'm not sure that they actually really were in love with each other. I think they were in love with the idea of each other. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, if you can get past any of the things that we have talked about that bother us, there is a lot of sex. I mean, a lot. Every episode, every episode. Yeah. Every episode, there's a lot, whether it just be like, it's really happening or it's a flashback yeah. or whatever. There is a lot of sex that's going on yeah. and a lot of it is really great. And it's really great. the actors in it, I think are really great. They're very attractive people. Not yeah. all of them are like my particular taste yeah. like in guys, but you know, not bad. It's definitely worth watching. That's I mean, sure. I think the fact that the main two were, are together in real life. I think that chemistry like came on the screen. Yeah. Uh, and of course there's no like actor kissing like they're kissing in real life because they're together. So true. you could definitely like feel yeah, like the sexuality and the energy from them being together for sure. But they had a lot of sex. A lot of sex. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what, obviously what the main draw was, right? But, you know, we have to pick it apart right down from fake dicks and horrible right. nipples. So. That's what we do. Yeah. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah. Yeah, so check it out. Netflix, Sex Life. I think there's going to be more of that coming. I am just going to tell you right now, I'm not going to read these books. I'm just going to wait for the show to come out. Yeah. And hopefully before season two hits, like, she will have some kind of nipple reduction. And they'll just write it off like, oh, I stopped breastfeeding. Right. Or just keep your shirt on all the time. That would be great. That would. That would really be great. I don't know why they had to make them so big. I just don't. I mean, it's just, it it takes up all the screen. It hurts Just all the screen. 
it was yeah. so much so much nipple yep yeah all right so i think that about wraps us up for today yeah. we do have next week so next week we are gonna do um the mount trilogy by megan parch um, I think she calls it the anti-heroes collection, but it's um, Ruthless King is the first one. Um, Deviant Queen is the second one and Sinful Empire is the third one. And we have read them all. Mm-hmm. So we will definitely, um, you guys should give us, uh, could definitely come back in next week so that you can hear us talk about that one. Because yes. fuck those books. It, they're are so, so fucking good. good. And I love Megan March. Yes. So she's fantastic. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about her. Um, so we have social media stuff now. Woo-hoo! I know, right? Where where can people find us, Morgan? So we're on Facebook and Instagram. Both handles are the Smut Hive. Uh, shout out to Cody for doing our artwork. Because Thanks, it's Cody. Fucking amazing! It is. I love it. It's got two sexy bees. You'll notice one's got red hair, one's got black hair with a tiara. That's right. And I have a book because why not? Right? Why not? I'm always reading. Yeah. So. Thanks for listening. Do all the do all the things on yeah. all the places. The likes, the the subscribes, the loves, the, the follows, comments, the follows, yeah. the downloads. I don't know what it is. Just go to those places and click things. Do it. We want you to. So that's about it. Goodbye, guys. Bye.